you did it again. You found the Low Life Podcast. Uh, I'm Coin Ops. Uh, I got a, I got a, I got less than zero here. Uh, sitting, I don't know, three, four miles behind me. Greetings, gentle listeners. And uh, joining us uh, on this special occasion, um, which is really, it was just supposed to be a filler episode because I'm having a hard time getting my research together for the other one. So, uh, but it's turned into something else. We got a. The cyberpunk librarian to join us. Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, Scum's not joining us today because he is taking the week off. He fucking needs it. He's I think he's right. getting his blood changed. Yeah, he has to. It's yeah, that time I mean, of year. It's just, he's done so much fucking editing, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages. And he was just like, hey, guys, can I take the week off? And we were like, yes. <laughs> um, and then he, he's probably uh, playing a game that we're going to talk about later. But uh, right now. Words are his people now. Words. Words are his people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, we had a word support like bone. <laughs> well, we, we had a we had a we had a plan for this episode. Like uh, it, it was it was going to be about a thing, and then the world happened between Thursday and yesterday. Today is Tuesday, twenty uh, fifth. Yeah, uh, between Thursday and Monday, just f- so much shit happened that we just would be idiots not to talk about briefly. <laughs> yeah, there have been developments, beloved. I tell you. Yeah, like wild shit too. Like, um, here. So we had Thursday, four twenty. Uh, Columbine anniversary that people smoke weed on. Um, Hitler's birthday. Okay, <laughs> it's the worst day for this, is what I'm saying, potheads. Can you literally pick any other fucking day for this? Any other day? Horrible shit always happens on this day and, and sometimes some really funny shit like say elon musk getting rid of blue checks and then making you have to pay eight dollars to get a blue check because he thinks it's about the blue check and not actually being fucking verified mm. <laughs> yeah like it's an accessory uh, oh my god and then also just giving it to some people who then didn't even want it he gave <laughs> one to stephen king who mm-hmm. rejected it oh yes he did yeah he did um like there were a bunch of people who did it was like typically people with like a ton of followers, like in the millions, they were giving it to him. And it turns out this might be like a violation, uh, like a federal trade violation, because you're like using a celebrity's brand to endorse your own product <laughs> without their consent. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some talk about that. I, we're, I Look, this is still like really new. And we know that like, you know, justice is slow to the point of non-existent, but um, especially in the tech and privacy realm. Good God. Yeah. And this, it got really good though, <laughs> because he 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 did this thing where he gave one to Drill, and Drill was like, "Go fuck yourself!" Like, there's if you go to Drill's page back to for there's so many tweets, and so what Drill did all all day and all weekend was basically just shit post the ever living fuck out of like Musk. It was he would change his name because every time you changed your name, it got rid of the blue check. <laughs> and then Musk would go back and give him a blue check again. So then he would change the name. And this went on. I don't know how many times he changed his name or where it's at right now, but he was like relentless with it. And eventually <clears throat> he uh, drill changed his name to slave to woke. <laughs> <laughs> and he did this three tweet um, series that I, I'm going to print out and frame and hang on my wall. <laughs> the first tweet reads, now that I have the baneful blue mark, I understand the pain I've wrought. I was wrong to torment dog coin guys. I'm jealous of their millions. <laughs> and it's like million apostrophe S. Yes. It's oh yeah, it's, it's, it's spelled in all the wrong ways, which is what he does. Chef 
kiss. Um, what the fuck? Okay, so we have aircraft. I don't know if you can hear that. Oh, I can totally hear that. Nice. Yeah. You're scrambling the jets. Pretty goddamn low. Uh, uh, his second tweet reads, building a pressurized 3,000-mile-long tube across the desert instead of a normal <laughs> train is actually a really good idea. Always has been. <laughs> and then the coup de grace. And he... <laughs> You can disagree, and he spells disagree, dis, uh, D-I-S-A-G-G-R-R-E-E. <laughs> you can disagree with Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell's politics while still hanging out with them in photographs. It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, the, it's just the, the statement of the boldly obvious. Oh, I'm getting the Jets here now. Yeah, I, that's, <laughs> well, take, that's about right if you're four miles away. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they didn't take long at all. <clears throat> Holy shit. Okay. They're yeah, we don't, us, we don't, they're listening. They're letting us we know. don't get a lot of noise like that. Uh, they usually fly a lot higher over uh, the residential area outside the district here. Well, it's unless one of those where when you start is, getting that noise, I start checking Google News. Like, what the exactly. hell is going on? I was going to yes. say, unless somebody's flying planes into government buildings, yeah. they usually keep them on a certain path. I, I mean, so so far the top story is that hell of, uh, Harry Belafonte has passed away at 96. So pouring, uh, out, for the, pouring out for the yeah. king. Indeed. What a, yeah. what a fucking yeah. titan. Like is the only word I can think mm-hmm. of. Everybody knows him for that goddamn Beetlejuice Banana Boat song if you're of a certain <laughs> age. But there yeah. are people older who uh, remember his activism and like mm-hmm. just everything. Just look him up. Oh, yeah. Calypso King with a conscience. Yes. Yeah. And righteous, like hardcore. He did some hardcore shit. Um, I think there was a money transfer that had to happen. Like he was, I, I can't remember exactly what this was, but like he was in this like crazy car chase with people chasing them with guns and stuff to oh, get money yes, to I like did. an airport or something. I can't I remember where I heard about this or read about this. Yeah, dude, dude was a titan. That's it. Absolutely. Uh, ho- hope to live like that. Um, so uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, same day as uh, Twitter imploding. Um, Musk decided to rush launching the. This fucking thing. So he, he he has like the Starship rocket. It's right. The and, totally not compensating for rocket. Right. Thank you. I'm trying. <laughs> I was trying to find words for this. You know, like, like the little dick big truck thing. Like this. This is, dude. You're projecting, man. Like we all see this. You understand that, right? Um, I watched the launch, and it was one of the sadder things I think I've ever seen in my life. Because apparently, the only people who were miked were absolute psychophants. <laughs> 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 You know, and I, look, I, I, I was in school and it was fifth grade when the shuttle challenger exploded. And I was like the first kid in class to point at the teacher. The, the teacher was at the TV next to her desk, right? She was just having a cup of coffee while this is, ah, she doesn't have to do anything for an hour. Yeah. And so we're watching this teacher go up into space and like she had applied and a bunch of people had applied and stuff, but they didn't make it. And we all just wanted to see Chris McCall, right? Yeah. Then the thing explodes and I just raised my hand and I was like, that ain't supposed to happen. Right. <laughs> um, but typically when there was a good launch. And, you know, the boosts separate and everything's fine. And they go to the whole whatever role program and shit. Mm-hmm. That's glorious because it's yes. an incredible thing. It's it's there's so much going on there. There's so many different systems that are working and any one of them could cause like a cascading effect, as we saw with the Columbia and, you know, also it's, this. It's one of those mm-hmm. things that just gets even more amazing the more you understand about physics. Yeah. Right. Like the sheer amount of thrust you need just to break free of the gravity well is just it's fucking nuts. Like you see a, a rocket launching and they're tracking the, you know, the, the, it's speed, not it's height, but like it's speed. And it's going mm. like 
130 kilometers. You know what I mean? And you're sitting there going like, you need to go a lot more than that, buddy. And it will, you know, like, or it won't work. Um, and I love that stuff. And it, on a, even it just like that primal level, like there's more complicated things about it that are also very fascinating about it. But, uh, so anyway, uh, little Dick puts his big dick on the fucking launch pad early. They're not ready. He's told by like people on his team, Hey, yo, this ain't gonna, this ain't good. Like we're not ready for this yet. Especially if you're planning on putting people on this thing. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. and what we saw when it, it launched was just a big rocket going up and it seemed like everything was going okay and they said it's going to do a roll and then it's going to separate and that's it everything's going to go and do what it does and that's not what happened it started rolling and rolling and rolling and then it, it just exploded and it yeah. covered a great amount of uh land with uh particulate it was basically kind of like what if somebody did east palestine on purpose mm -hmm. you know just just like as an ego play and, uh, yeah, there was footage of when the launch, before the thing even really got any kind of altitude, some of the concrete that was absolutely atomized. Yeah. Like, this launch pad was not built or rated for this, you know? This is one of those instances where OSHA should have been around a little bit more. <laughs> um, and there was a minivan that was about a mile and a quarter away or something like that that just got fucking almost like just the back end got annihilated. Yeah, I saw that Chrysler just get smashed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, when the thing exploded, all the people on mic are going, yay. I'm like, are you fucking idiots? This isn't a bottle rocket. This was a $3 billion, like, well, I don't know, money laundering scheme? I don't know what the fuck it was, because it certainly wasn't an effective launch. It, it just wasn't. I'm sorry. Like, they weren't able to recover anything. You know what I mean? Like, there's just bits and pieces throughout. The whole point of his thing is that they're supposed to be recoverable, which I think is dubious at best. Just put a fucking parachute on it and let it land in the ocean like it did before. You know, you can get back. I don't know what this is. Oh, it has to land on the pad like I saw in a 1950s cartoon. You fucking mm -hmm. idiot. I just love that... Uh... <laughs> Rapid unscheduled disassembly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No well, let me, shit. Let me, let me quote Kerbal. You know, while yeah. we're out here, I it was so fucking sad and annoying. And it was funny too because when I watched it explode, I didn't even know it was like that. Wow, that was three billion dollars, huh? Well, yeah, and it, it you know the rapid you know, that rapid disassembly thing. It takes out it takes every bit of the humanity out. It the same as no downlink did with the Challenger. Mm -hmm. Like you know, no downlink, no shit, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time was, I see uh, that, it just it reminds me of uh, um, uh, Wolf in the right stuff, you know. But yeah. our rockets always blow up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the story for the longest time in the American space race. But our rockets always blow up. What was the, there was another good line, and I think it might have been in Apollo 13, where it's like, well, you know, we're just sitting in a gigantic explosive device built by the lowest bidder. Yeah, I'm sitting on a <laughs> pile of low bids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, oh, God, fuck. Yeah, it makes me think about what was his name? Uh, what was it? Kittinger, Joe Kittinger. He was like before we had spacesuits. This was the guy who sat in a gondola with a bunch of fucking balloons and went to the edge of goddamn space and then jumped out. Mm -hmm. Right, and he just had like rubber fucking gloves duct taped to a suit. His hands swelled up to four times their size because he was in a spiral that could have caused him to stroke the fuck out. Yeah. Like, not, yeah. And then he, like, landed. He, I think he might have lost, like, a finger or two to fucking <laughs> frostbite. Like, mm -hmm. 
Come on, man. Yeah. No downlink. No downlink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. That's it's just God you know it. this isn't brave. Now why are we getting choppers so low? Is something going on? Probably around here. Yeah, but uh, like we we're not in a flight path. That's what's president weird about flying this. out or something. Who knows? I see Marine One all the time. I don't. But this is lower. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can hear it on mic there. Anyway, um, yeah. So Tucker got fired yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't help but laugh when I hear it's, it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <sighs> Especially when you find out everything about it. Um, I think uh, James Urbaniak, you know, Dr. Venture, he had the yep. best tweet about it. It said Howard Beale out at UBS. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like and I understand. One... I, I understand his producer got fired, too. So. I think so. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's one of those things. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's not just Tucker. It's people surrounding him, too. Yeah, they're just kind of getting a scoop. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like the second. Produ- the first producer got fired for being on uh, white power message boards. Not mm-hmm. doing research. Yep. One of his writers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a ton of incredible tweets about that that we're not going to read many of uh, because it would take all day. But it, there's a lot of them where it's like uh, the green M&M and it says, uh, <clears throat> tell Tucker, I want him to know it was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was great. That was fantastic. And it couldn't, couldn't happen to a better guy, honestly. Uh, when I, when I, when I'm living in this dystopia that we live in, I'm just constantly looking for things that are stuff that I have read or played in cyberpunk mm-hmm. settings before. Right. Mm-hmm. And a media bullying a state governor into giving a vigilante murderer a pardon is yeah, one of the, the most cyberpunk Abbott. things that's happened recently. Yeah. That's the Abbott thing, right? Yeah. 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 Tucker yeah, Carlson yeah. bullies Abbott into giving this guy, I don't Harry. know. Yeah. Giving him a pardon. Uh, and this is the guy who, Murdered a Black Lives Matter protester who was helping his uh, uh, handicapped girlfriend cross a street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when this guy drove his car into a crowd of people. Yeah, oh, and it also came out that allegedly he has um, kitty porn on his computer. It's weird. That wouldn't surprise me at all. But I mean, it's I think it's even more telling that he's got all kinds of social media feeds. Of saying I'm gonna go out and kill some protesters, literally right. yeah. uh, yeah. looking up the consequences for murdering protesters. It's like you can't get any more premeditated, open, yeah, exactly. pace. Yeah, that's why you should use Duck Duck Go. Duck Duck Go doesn't keep your <laughs> search. Uh, no, it's. <laughs> we'll get a sponsor. We'll get. We'll get them. We'll get them. We'll uh, <laughs> I hope it's like them and Signal. You know what I mean. <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, he got fired. I guess Don Lemon did too, but he's not nearly as damaging. He just sucks. Like, I, CNN sucked for a long time, and now they got purchased by some like ultra conservative fucking crew, and it's just gonna suck more. I, the the irony in all of this is if like Tucker got a job back at CNN, and then <laughs> we would have to unleash like the John Stewart kaiju to ha- like destroy him on his own show again. Yeah. Because everybody remembers that villain, his villain story is just like fucking Stuart going on crossfire it was like him and what's that other guy that other dork and he just dis fucking mantles them for like over the course of five minutes mm. and that was it that show got canceled after that mm-hmm. like, wow um Stuart for yeah. president why does he do anything he's like the the inheritor of the swanson dynasty like he just eat frozen yeah eat tv dinners and fucking you know you, you could make a lot of money and shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you don't, 
have to be a fascist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to. It's not no. a requirement. There is That's no... That's by choice. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, and, and some somewhat sad news that I'm not going to get into too much. I do want to mention, I am a huge... I, I love Jackass. Okay? I, I was a real big fan of the show back in the day because it answered a lot of questions about the limits of the human body <laughs> that I wasn't willing to undergo myself. For example, if someone launches a grapefruit with a high like, you know, um, what do you call those? The high life scoop, yeah. The scoop, yeah. Yep. Uh, if you launch a grapefruit with one of those, Cestus. I think they call it a cestus. Bang, that's correct. That's yes. Use the cestus to launch a grapefruit at your balls. It's going to hurt a lot, mm-hmm. and um, even if you miss the balls, yeah, you, anything because it's launching it at like a hundred fucking four miles, one hundred fifty miles an hour. Oh yeah. Ridiculous. yeah. Well, the little ball goes like 150. And that armor they have doesn't do shit. Yeah, like, and it's not a soft ball. I no, mean, it's like a hard wood. It's, it's somewhere shellac. in between a baseball and a cue ball. <laughs> it's almost buckshot, but big. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it put holes through things. They're amazing. Oh, yeah. Highlight is my favorite sport that I would never go to watch. Um, <laughs> but Tron... Mm-hmm. So there, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, but speaking of which, I, I found out like last night, um, apparently Bam Margera was like running through the woods in uh, Pocopson Township, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. because, uh, all right, so according to the Pennsylvania State Police, on April 23rd at 11 a.m., troopers from the PSP Avondale Station responded to the 400 block of Hickory Hill Road in Pocopskin Township, Chester County, for a reported disturbance. The investigation determined Brandon Bam Margera, age 43, of Thornton, PA, was involved in physical confrontation with the victim who suffered minor injuries. Margera fled into a wooded area prior to the arrival of PSP and has not been located at this time. So there's a manhunt for Bam Margera in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. There's yeah, there's like a lot of stuff going on about it on Twitter. I'm not gonna like talk about any of that because like it's not crying. I don't think I know about Chester. Is my friend's great aunt telling us don't go down to Chester? <laughs> there's a, when we were staying outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't there's go down to Chester. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in PA. It's yeah. like it's like twice as wide as Ohio and just as pocked with like weirdness. Yeah, like. uh yeah, you gotta watch. You gotta watch where the state parks are. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, speaking of uh, jackbooted thugs, apparently Wizards of the Coast sent Pinkertons to uh, what? What? What was that dude's name? Um, something MTG. Yeah, yeah, a, a YouTuber. Yeah, some YouTuber basically had gotten their hands on. And, um, and it's not clear whether they were given or stolen because like sometimes, you know, these companies, they give influencer stuff ahead of time, but there's like an embargo on it. Hey, we're not so, releasing it until now, but we're going to Old school it. MTG. What old he's saying MTG. is that he accidentally purchased the cards from a supplier. It doesn't oh. specify what. Oh, uh, okay. By okay. accident, they weren't supposed to be released until next month, yada, yada. So I guess Wizards of the Coast didn't know this guy and they just found their product turning up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm. And according to him, shit early. he's sticking yeah. by his story that it was an accident. It sounds to me like he's just not a snitch. I'm down with that. Yeah. Uh, yep. I've definitely I talked mean, to stock people, made friends with stock people to get early releases of stuff before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. That's entirely possible. This could also just be a, eh, fuck it here. I need to get these things out of my shop, you know, or whatever. I, I don't know. I know people who have gotten lucky. <laughs> and I know a couple of people who've broken street date. I worked in record stores. Shit happens. 
but they don't always go and put it on YouTube. It's a whole it's yeah, a different well, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I worked at a record store, there was no YouTube. You had to actually exactly. know a guy with a camera and an antenna. But like, um, <laughs> yeah, so they said like fucking Pinkertons. And, and uh, yes, they still exist. And yes, they're still dicks. And yes, if and, they ever come to your door, you don't have to let them in. In fact, you should call the police immediately. Pinkerton Although, is such a long word for thug. Yeah. Fun fact. It's fancy. Yeah. The Pinkerton Agency is now a wholly owned subsidiary of Paragon Systems, safeguarding American assets at home, abroad, and beyond in capital mm-hmm. letters. The website is the most vanilla banality of evil look. I was just terrified the minute I clicked on it. Paragon oh, yeah. Systems. Check them out. Yeah, Pentagon Systems. We're Looking still hunting for, for endorsements. Endorsements. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, before we get into uh, the main story, one more. And I didn't look into this. But I just the the sentence alone made me really happy. Sega unionized, mm-hmm. <laughs> woo! And then at the same time, they had announced recently that they apparently bought Rovio, you know, the Angry Birds company. Mm. This is two big moves, mm-hmm. and it shows a lot of like confidence. I guess would be the thing I'm feeling here. All I'm saying is, if we get another Sega console, I'm gonna shit and go blind. <laughs> because I literally never thought that would ever happen again, and I. Well, Sega I, was pretty open about it not happening, and they basically they exited the console market, and that was it. Yeah, yes. what, what was the last one? Was it the Saturn? <sighs> I, think I thought so. it was Dreamcast, but it could be. Wrong. I thought it was a Dreamcast, but I can't remember the order of things. I remember I had a couple of Dreamcasts. I was working a job up in Cleveland with a buddy of mine. It was like an overnight job where we had to fix tile or something in a big department store. Yeah, it was. And, it was the Dreamcast. Yeah. Okay. I got there early and they had, like, I had just gotten paid. I had some money left over. And the guy sold me two Dreamcasts and then, like, a bag full of games mm-hmm. for, like, 75 bucks. Wow. And one of the games was a, in a, a, a slim case for a CD, like the kind that you'd see on a CD5 where they would just have, like, a little, little shitty thing slipped in there and stuff, mm-hmm. like, full liner notes and everything. And uh, it was like a burned like disc full of ROMs of old, old, old games, like huh. hundreds and hundreds. Of- oh yeah, the, yeah. I had the uh, the the Bible games that were released on Nintendo. They were both in there. <laughs> there was a a version, and it, I I missed this one. There was a version of Super Mario Brothers called something like Black Man, and you <laughs> played a bald black dude, and all of the Koopas were Klansmen. <laughs> and you fucked them up <laughs> like i think i remember seeing screenshots of this and not believing it was a real g- i didn't know it was a real game it existed, existed. <laughs> yeah no it, it existed and it was it was baller it was like one of those things where i was just like i love this like this is fantastic yeah um because like you could like they'd come at you and there'd be like burning crosses and you could do stuff to counter it it was great uh, it was unreal um there's a reason why that wasn't put on the shelf at toys r us <laughs> I just think it's but, funny we're, we're taking a look at, at Sega's moves in the sphere and like trying to cage what what moves they're going to make and is it going to become is it going to become a new console? It's like just observing these dude. corporations in the wild and their habits. I just I'm looking for a, a David Attenborough series to walk us through what's going to happen. I'm ready <laughs> for the Sonic Angry Birds crossover. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Are you shitting me? I even I it's not great, but I even like that fucking Angry Birds VR game. Angry Birds is one of those things that I'd never played like a game on a phone before my honeymoon. And then um, for whatever reason, I was just like, "Eh, let's try this Angry Birds thing out. And I'd have to say like 5% of my honeymoon was spent playing Angry Birds before I went to bed. (laughs) Where I was just like, 
drunk on blueberry ale. Like, yeah, let's go, fucker. <laughs> I'm gonna knock this whole castle down, you know. And I love that game. I mean, it was not now. Like all the things it turned into got crappy, but like the first mm-hmm. few iterations, pretty fucking solid. It's a great concept. Um, but speaking of great games with great concepts, uh, the, our main story tonight is a uh, er, tonight. I don't know when you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> it it's it's gonna kind of arch off the back of this game that I've mentioned a couple of times. Uh, it just came out a couple of weeks ago. It's like like 30 bucks on Steam. It's like free for the rest of April on PS Plus if you have that shit. Um, it's got some DLC for like extra stuff that is kind of worth it. It's called Meet Your Maker. And the gist of it is you, you, it's like there's like three layers to the game. You do raids. So you have a you have like a sword and a gun or a, like a gun and a shield or a sword and a shield and some grenades. And you have to run into this box and extract this material called gen mat. And then you have to make it out alive. And it's a very simple concept, but it's very complicated because all of the levels are designed by other players and those players hate you. So like. <laughs> It's really fun when you pull it off. It has this exhilaration that you don't really get in a lot of other games. Like, I'm not really into the battle royale shit. I don't like PvP necessarily. If I don't, if I'm not talking to my squad, you know what I mean. I, I just eh, that stuff. Just it's it's anxiety, and I, I play games to relax. This game should make you like anxious, but it doesn't. It's somehow fucking exhilarating when you pull it off. Because there's like a couple of ways where you can kind of just say like "fuck you" to the builder real quick on the way out. You know, yeah. it's cute. It's expressive. It's the only thing it's really missing is like emojis. You know what I mean? Um, now the other half is the building. Like I said, you you will construct this structure, and you have this little guy. It's like a guy walking on all fours with a big box on his back, and he he's got to complete a path from this like extraction unit to the gen mat and back, because this it's just it's part of the lore. This ship comes in, drops stuff off. It goes into the guy. The guy carries it into the thing. And as long as he can make it, you can put anything you want to around that path. Hundreds of, you know, you put guards in there that'll clobber you. You can put armor on the guards. You can make the guards explode when they die, which is a real fun one. But there's like, you know, tons of tricks and stuff that you can pull off. And there's like three layers of, you know, difficulty in this. And then, you know, that you have replays. Like you can watch replays of people rating your shit. You can watch your own replays. It's a really fun watching other people though. I, I gotta tell you, it's <laughs> it's like this weird voyeuristic sinister shit. And that also informs you of where your weak points are. Like, like guilt free you know. gun cam footage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really solid. It's made by the people that did that uh, dead by daylight, except it's like way less janky. And it's uh, you could do co-op. You could bring a, you know, like a buddy along. And the two of you can kind of work your way through these things, which is really nice because you can, you know, revive each other. But uh, all of the the way they kind of get around the problem of people not naming their levels, uh, come spunk forty nine, is they automatically are named. Like when you uh, purchase a property, or as it were, they're named after real cities for the most part, and it still has a spam filter on it. It turns out. Because uh, what happened was, and at this point, I would like to mention that I'm dedicating this episode to my buddy Clank. It had this city come up that was like nine asterisks city. And so I take a screen cap of it and I send it, I message it to him. 
And then the next morning I wake up and he sends me these texts where he's just like, okay, have you ever heard of the Scunthorpe problem? <laughs> and I apparently had sent him on this like hour and a half rabbit hole about like this thing called the Scunthorpe problem, right? So uh, anyway, I was like racking my names that night. Like while he's doing this, I don't know he's doing this. I'm sitting there going like, what are some nine letter words that would be like swear words? And all I could come up with was like fuck stick city or like poopy dick city. And like none of those would exist, right? It, it, because let's be honest, it'd be a little too on the nose. Like I know that there's some like really fucked up names out there of towns. There's like hell Michigan <laughs> or something, you know? So anyway, you know, like I said, I, I took that screenshot. I sent it to my buddy and he sent me this like, Linked to this this concept of the Scunthorpe problem, which is it's it's the unintentional blocking of online content by a spam filter or search engine because their text contains a string or substring of letters that appear to have an obscene or otherwise unacceptable meaning. Uh, names, abbreviations, and technical terms are often most cited as being affected by the issue. And the problem arises, you know, because computers can easily identify strings of text within a document, but interpreting words of this kind requires some, you know consciousness basically <laughs> like you have to have experience in the world you have to be able to interpret a wide range of contexts possibly mm -hmm. across many cultures which is fucking hard i mean it should be easier now but look at where we are as a result broad blocking rules may result in false positives affecting innocent phrases so the problem was named after an incident in 1996 in which AOL's profanity filter prevented residents of the town of Scunthorpe, North Lincolnshire, England, from creating accounts with AOL because the town's name contains the substring cunt. <laughs> In the early 2000s, Google's opt-in safe search filters made the same error with local services and businesses that included Scunthorpe in their names or URLs among those mistakenly excluded from appearing in search results. That's, that's kind of, you know, where this all started, right? Well, it turns out there's a shit ton of other fun examples. Um, in April 1998, <laughs> Jeff Gold attempted to register the domain name shiitakemushrooms.com. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For obvious reasons, he was blocked by an inter-NIC filter prohibiting the seven dirty words. You know, as per George Carlin, shit, piss, cunt, fuck, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. He couldn't say those on TV once upon a time. Now that's meaningless. Um... <laughs> In 2000, a Canadian television news story on web filtering software found that the website for the Montreal urban community, uh, I'm so sorry, Wojaks, uh, <laughs> Communauté Urbaine de Montreal was entirely blocked because its domain name was its French acronym CUM. It was uh, <laughs> www.cum.qc.ca. That one might have been for their own for their own good. Yeah, heck, really. Yeah. Because uh, there's some sadder ones, uh, but we're not not yet. <laughs> we got a uh, February 2004 in Scotland. Craig Coburn reported he was unable to use his surname with Hotmail because it contains the substring cock. Because it was spelled Cockburn. Uh, separately, he had problems with his workplace email. This is funny as fuck right here. <laughs> because his job title software specialist contained the substring Cialis, an erectile dysfunction medication commonly mentioned in spam emails. <laughs> That's terrible. That, that's fantastic. I mean, that's you know some like of these. You can, hit yeah, but you can you can easily spot you could you can spot the hidden cunt in Scunthorpe, but Cialis and Specialist, <laughs> holy shit, oh, it's delicious. Uh, 
Hotmail initially told him to spell his name C-Zero-C-K-B-U-R-N, but later reversed the ban. In 2010, <laughs> he had a similar problem registering on the BBC website. This poor guy. Wow, Hotmail, what a workaround. <laughs> Does it, does it still exist? Kind of, sort of. You'll still find uh, Microsoft. Yeah, you'll find the uh, the Hotmail um, the uh, the address still running around, but I think all of it's basically Outlook.com now. Yeah. Ah, like gotcha. if you sign into Outlook.com, you can sign in with your Hotmail address. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I still shit, process then... library accounts with Hotmail.com. It's like really shit. Okay. Well. Oh yeah. No. No. I I've met some older fellas like over the the past few years, and they have them, and I'd comment on it, and they'd mm-hmm. be like, "Ain't broke," you know. And I'm like, "All right, fair enough." You know, like oh. right, I'm just saying, you're old school. You know, it's not a diss, sir. You uh, were there when AOL, the magic was written. Then AOL.com yeah. after that. Yeah. Right. Oh, God. I used to use those discs for beer coasters. Well, and, I, <laughs> and, I, and I'm such an asshole because if I see someone with an AOL.com address, I just immediately start making assumptions, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, hmm, over the age of 60, yes. <laughs> you, you know things. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right. So, February 2006, Linda Callahan was initially prevented from registering her name with Yahoo as an email address as it contained the substring Allah. Yeah, I can see why you'd want to block the name of God. I mean, that's that's fine. Yeah, but you know, I was thinking about this because it's like it's like it's 2006. Like, yeah, we were we were still in the fucking rhetoric. Yep. It was still all. We still had freedom fries, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ! But Yahoo ended up putting her in a whitelist and like reversing that. Um, oh man, July two thousand eight. Doctor Herman I Libshits. <laughs> just sorry, could not register an email address containing his name with Verizon because his surname contained the substring shit. No, really. And Verizon initially rejected his request for an exception, though, in a subsequent statement, they would apologize for not approving his desired email address. Like, they actually, like, had a spokesperson come out and be like, we're sorry, Mr. Lipschitz. Well, and that was probably something that was sent to some poor, you know, person that's, like, the lowest on the food chain. It's like, nope, this is what the policy says, and I'm not getting fired today. Yeah. Yeah, nope, I'm gonna just, yep, I'm, not, I'm not the guy. Yeah. There's, there's, like, two people like that, I think, left at Twitter, and they're they're on shaky ground. Um, but there were also, there's also instances of like, you know, big blocked web searches and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. in the months leading up to January, 1996, some web searches for Super Bowl 30 were being filtered because Roman numeral 30 is the same as the triple X designation for porn. I kind of love that one a little bit. Um, Gareth Rolf, Roloffs, Rolof, oh man, R-O-E-L-O-F-S-E. I'm so sorry, sir. He's the web designer for Romans in Sussex.co.uk, noted in 2004. We found many library net stations, school networks, and internet cafes block sites uh, with the word sex in the domain name. <laughs> this was a challenge for Romans in Sussex.co.uk because its target audience is school children. Yep. Wessex, Essex, Sussex, all of them. Yeah. All of them. All, all of them. those towns ending with the letters S-E-X. All right. Yep. Um, now this is a this is a wild one for you. Uh, in 2008, the filter of the free wireless service of the town of can't pronounce it. Wakatane is how I'm going to pronounce it, but that's not how it's pronounced. It's in New Zealand. It blocks searches involving the town's own name because the filter's phonetic analysis deemed the W H A K to sound like fuck. Mm. The town name is in Maori, and in Maori language, 
WH is most commonly pronounced as F. The town subsequently put its own town on the whitelist. Like, <laughs> this is, well, it's like that Australian village that had the name of fucking. Yep. Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, they've changed the name and they went with, I swear to God, this is true. Fugging. F-U-G-G-I-N-G. Yeah. Yeah. That's like when, uh, which is exactly what you would spell if you can't use the word fucking. <laughs> right. Right. It's like if Garth Ennis had to write like a comics code book. Yeah. <laughs> so, July 2011, web searches in China on the name Jang were blocked following claims on the Sina Weibo microblogging site that former Chinese Communist Party General Secretary Zhang Zemin had died. Since the word Zhang meaning river is written with the same character, searches related to rivers produce the message, according to the relevant laws, regulations, and policies, the results of this search cannot be displayed. So that's it. You weren't looking up fucking rivers yep. at all. That's... And the sad part is they sent the Chinese secret police around to jail anybody who did that week. Probably. Well, I mean, they just call your house. You'd have an agent in the house, I yeah. imagine. <laughs> I mean, uh, February 2018, searches on Google's shopping platform were blocked for items such as glue guns, guns and roses, and burgundy wine after Google had hastily plaid patched its search system that was displaying results for weapons and accessories that violated Google's stated policies. What weapons come up for burgundy wine? I just, <laughs> I just keep thinking of like <laughs> Bruce Willis in the siege. He's like, sir, it's a broadsword, not a scalpel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So then there were like blocked emails and these are, this, this one's, these are pretty funny. Uh, in February 2003, members of parliament at the British House of Commons found that a new spam filter was blocking emails containing references to the sexual offenses bill then under debate, as well as some messages relating to a uh, liberal Democrat consultation paper on censorship. It also blocked emails sent in Welsh because it did not recognize the language. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Yeah. Can't uh, yeah. Like, Pray no, for no. Wales that they might find some vowels. <laughs> I love the Welsh language, but holy shit. I think Cryptonomicon had a great joke about that when they're showing Turing to his like tower mm -hmm. and it's in this like Welsh town and there's a sign and it, like the sign is just consonants. Mm -hmm. And he like turns to the guy, he's like, what does that say? And he's like, it says Smith. <laughs> <laughs> or something. And I was just like, that's fantastic. Uh, I, that's, I'm, I'm misremembering it. It's been years since I read that book, but like that, that was the gist of it. And I, mm. Uh, let's see. Okay, so in October 2004, the Horniman Museum was was failing to receive some of its emails because filters mistakenly treated its name as a version of the words horny man. <laughs> it sounds like the TV dinner you don't want. Sorry. <laughs> that was, too uh, was salty. Hey! Give me, give me a titter. <laughs> So they have a, and then we have like a whole slew of like blocked words with multiple meanings, blocked four words with multiple meanings. Mm -hmm, you have mm -hmm. uh, October 2004, emails advertising the pantomime Dick Whittington sent to schools by Helen McDermott from Norwich in the UK were blocked by school computers because of the name Dick. Obviously, obviously, that <laughs> couldn't possibly mean anything else. May 2006. Little Dickwick. Um, <laughs> oh man, Dick Buttkiss. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh, May 2006, a man in Manchester found that emails he wrote uh, to his local council to complain about a planning application had been blocked as they contained the word erection when referring to a structure. <laughs> oh. Come on. 
It's amazing. I yeah. I'm just, trying to work here. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. It's, it, this one makes me sad. All right. Blocked emails and web searches relating to The Beaver, a magazine based in Winnipeg, caused the magazine to change its name to Canada's History in 2010 after 89 years of publication. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Publisher Deborah Morrison commented, quote, back in 1920, the beaver was a perfectly appropriate name. And while its other <laughs> meaning is nothing new, I love that. That's good shade. Yeah. Its ambiguity began to pose a whole new challenge to the uh, advance with the advance of the Internet. The name became an impediment to our growth. And this is this is like that thing in office space where they ask Michael Bolton why he didn't change his name because of the singer. I said, why should I change my name? He's the one who he sucks. Hey, they they shouldn't have changed their name. Damn it! I know why they did, but damn, just ah. oh man. Okay, so in June 2010, Twitter blocked a user from Luxembourg 29 minutes after he had opened an account and posted his first tweet. The tweet read, "Finally, a pair of great tits (parentheses Paris Major) close parentheses has moved into my birdhouse." Despite including the Latin name to point out that the tweet was about birds, any attempt to unblock the account were in vain. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> 29 minutes. That's amazing. Thank God it wasn't a crested fuckworth. You know? yeah. <laughs> Who's naming birds, man? That's the job I want. I was born for that. You, I you can, can give a bird any damn words. name and it'll, it'll stick. <laughs> it will. They're birds. Oh, I should mention, I was on my way to uh, the gas station the other day. And I pull up to the light, and these two sparrows are locked in fucking Mortal Kombat next to me. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> sparrows are harsh. Adorable... Yeah, well, you gotta understand, the one was, like, in the other's eye, like, mm-hmm. with its beak, like, digging into it and shit. And I was just sitting there going, like, change light, change light, change light. Like, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to have to fill out a police report. Jesus. Jesus. Fuck, I'd be hard. Your bone's hollow. I'll step on both of you. You know, like, it was <laughs> really wild. Anyway, um... Okay, so in 2011, a counselor in Dudley found an email flagged prof- profanity by his council security software after mentioning the Black County dish faggots, a type of meatball. <laughs> and uh, we all know this one. Residents of Penniston in South Yorkshire have had emails blocked because the town's name includes the substring penis. Yes, this episode <laughs> is basically me getting to say swears. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a lot of fun. Um uh, th- that one particularly when when I when I was a kid uh, I lived um, partially on, on Air Force bases in different places but we lived in Spain for a while and we used to go mm. to this little beach town called Peniscola mm. and I realized much later when I had the poster hanging in my kitchen and our friends used to come over and make fun of it it's spelled Peniscola yeah yeah Peniscola we could use an endorsement from Peniscola <laughs> um, better than Slurm yeah better than Red Bull. I guess the fucking Damn owners. Anything's are, better than Red Bull. Well, look, I like that peach nectar one, but I can't drink them anymore, man. <laughs> the heart palpitations, the, the, the throbbing headache, the uh, fact that the owner is trying to start his own Bart, Bright Bart style network. Mm-hmm. Mm. Tog was fun. I liked watching things not be able to fly. Yeah. That was great. And uh, yeah, whatever. Moving on. Uh, Residents of Clitheroe in Lancashire, England, have been repeatedly inconvenienced because their town's name includes the substring clit. <laughs> my, my joke for this is, and also because its location remains elusive to a certain percentage of men. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, some people are shutting off the podcast. Uh, 
Resumes containing references to graduating with Latin honors, such as cum laude, <laughs> magna yep. cum laude, and summa cum laude, have been blocked by spam filters because of the Latin word for with's inclusion. That is such low-hanging humor. It's just mm-hmm. really yeah, disappointing. Even, I didn't even write a joke. That's I disappointing. Even, I just left that there. Because, I mean, that joke's been made possibly in a Mel Brooks production. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you, you can't even apply for this job because, fuck you, you're too smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that one thing that went around a few years ago where uh, this, this this person was applying for a job and they said they needed 10 years experience with a certain software? And oh, it was yeah, the yeah. The person who had created the software five years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, mm. that was a that was a that was a high point. Anyway, uh, so and then there were also news articles and stuff that have been. Um, uh, shit canned in june 2008 a news site run by the anti-lgbtq lobby group american family association ugh, filtered an america associated press article on sprinter tyson gay replacing the instances of the word gay with homosexual thus rendering his name as tyson homosexual <laughs> the same function had previously changed the name of basketball player rudy gay to rudy homosexual oh so and the then, second time okay yeah, so this wasn't even like they. So if someone's even... name was Gaylord, they'd be homosexual lord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one thing to like you know just block, yeah, something based upon a word, but it's totally something different to just start editing Transposing content. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you oh, take on well, a hell of a lot of responsibility when you start doing that shit. This is my. This is I think the last thing. I, yeah, this is my last item on this. Um, <laughs> So the word or string ass may be replaced by butt, resulting in clubutic for classic, mm-hmm. buttonment for assignment, and butt buttonate for assassinate. <laughs> so later I'm going to say... I hate to be butt buttonated. I'm going to play Butt Buttons Creed later. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's my favorite one. I want the butt that. buttons. That's Gotta beautiful. watch out for the butt buttons. But Buttonate, man. Fuck. That's... Mm, mm. See, <laughs> this makes up for all the shitty acronyms. Yeah. Um, because, like, the, just... <sighs> when you think about where AI is now, and everybody's just all kind of like, gosh, wow, look at ChatGPT. And it's like, look, it's a cool fucking toy. Yeah. But it's, it's doing two things. One, it's requiring, like, shit tons of energy, apparently, every time you start running yeah. an inquiry with it. Mm-hmm. Two, it's just stealing. Like, it's ostensibly doing what a search engine should be fucking doing, but because they suck so bad now, you know, because it's all SEO shit, just... Uh, that's why you don't answer your phone unless you know the number. Right. And you're expecting it. That's why you don't, you know, take... You get you still get spam texts. Look at your fucking inbox. All modes of communication have just been, like, kind of foamed up, like the car crash and demolition man, mm-hmm. you know, where you just can't use the fucking thing anymore. Yeah. And it's it's... Well, and along comes, you know, these upstart companies with their their AI and, you know, their training models and whether, you know, stolen content or not. Yeah. I mean, Google and Bing and all the others, they were under no real market pressure to innovate upon anything. No. And then along comes, you know, stupid chat GPT. And yeah, sometimes it's not only wrong, it's dead fucking wrong. But yeah. when it's right, it's more right than Google. Yeah. <laughs> And what's funny, didn't Google just launch one? Well, and yeah, and they launched they were... it in a hurry, too, because Microsoft right. came along and drank their milkshake. 
Yeah. Right, but I think it, they said it was a, a liar and a jerk, and they had to turn it off. I think yeah. I that, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were warned. It, it, it's amazing how these artificial intelligence models that are trained upon human behavior turn out to be dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of says something about humanity. Well, what's that, that one meme where it's like, um, you know, uh, say what you want about Generation X, but their sneering distrust of everything proved to be 100% correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, that's what's going on. That's the only satisfaction that keeps me going. <laughs> it literally, yeah. I just want to see it to the end. I mean, like, you know, that's inevitable. I'm just here for the ride. Let's see what the fuck this does. At Maybe least I'll... when I die, I'll be right. Uh, at this point, I feel like I almost feel like our, our society is in some slapstick comedy where it's just oh, yeah. a guy struggling through a yard full of rakes, Ooh. and and we humble podcasters and our our, our esteemed listeners are the audience, and there's. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just not that funny anymore. There's only so many times that yeah. people like us can say, hey, look out for that rake. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it starts out like, hey, look out for that rake. And then you're just going to say, hey, dude, <laughs> rakes, man, fuck. <laughs> what? Uh, figure it out. I, I, I guess he likes getting hit by rakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, just, well, I mean, that's what Twitter is for right now. It's oh, yeah. Just <laughs> front row center. <laughs> oh, my God. I am. Uh, I don't even know. Yeah. But so like uh Dan, you've you've been saying you've encountered this because you know you're a librarian and you've worked you, oh, you sure, know, yeah. older BBSs and stuff where like you would well and try to enter things. And this is totally showing my age here. And I hope to God, I mean, this is one of those stories that I was told um just before I started getting into BBSs. So this is like a story from like the late eighties or so. And there was a BBS in uh the five oh nine area code, Yakima, Washington. Mm-hmm. And they had, you know, one of these, uh, these, uh, profanity filters on, on the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, think about how good profanity filters are now. And then imagine one that was designed in the mid to late eighties. And you'll maybe have an idea as to how poorly thought out this was. Um, did so, Carlin even have the seven words you can't say yet? Yeah, yeah, he did. That was, I believe, the 60s, 70s. But still, I mean... Okay, okay, yeah. You know, but it was the same... I mean, it's the Scunthorpe problem and it, 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 right down to the definition because this BBS wouldn't let you use certain words because, you know, it, it, parsing text is easy. That's, that's like basic computer science, whatever. Mm. I mean, anybody can learn that. Yeah. But the context is always what screws it up. So, yeah, if you... Um, if you wanted to use the word wristwatch, well, there's a hidden twat in wristwatch, so you right. couldn't use that. Um, oh, if your name was Dick, sorry, that you wouldn't be able to use that like as an alias, or you couldn't. I, I think you couldn't even sign your email or your message posts as Dick because you know, non-person, right? Yeah, um, any any of the you know the Saxon towns uh, in England that end with uh-huh. the you know the the prefix sex. That no, yep. you're not going to use any of those. Uh, one of my favorite ones was uh, there is a small town in uh, oh probably 30, 40 miles outside Yakima, which is like telling you there's a small town outside of another small town. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Toppenish, T-O-P-P-E-N-I-S-H. And if you paid attention, there is a P-E-N-I-S in there. So if you tried to log in and it would ask you your location, you said, I'm from Toppenish. Well, no, you aren't. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> And the thing about this, though, that was funny is the name of the BBS, as I recall, was Dykes Data Works. So I, I believe the the, oh. the last name of the guy that ran the board was, you know, Dyke. 
right. which I'm I'm sure there was probably a white list for that one. But <laughs> dude, Dick Van Dyke yeah. is unsearchable. Oh yeah, <sighs> and you're you're, unless, you're just and they don't just give you results for Vans. Uh huh. Yeah. This is it. You get just a bunch of weird conversion vans. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's insane. So, yeah, I mean, that was, that's been around for ages and working just about as good today as it does, you know, as it did then. Um, well, this is, I think naming yeah. your kid Dick Van Dyke today would be considered like a sex crime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you, you'd have everybody coming after you for it. I yeah. mean, and, honestly, like, we've already got one Dick Van Dyke and that, that's enough. I mean, that we, we got the good one. Let's, right. let's just stick with that. Yeah, retire the jersey. Yeah. Okay. He, he did the work. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? My God. But I, like this guy was making music videos in his like I think he's in his nineties now. Yeah. So, no, he still shuffles. He had a he had a car accident and then just immediately started tweeting the funniest shit about it. Yeah. He's like, I guess I shouldn't be doing this and stuff. Because you know I mean? Dick They're, Van Dyke is comedy. He said he is comedy. Yeah. Like the man. What was that clip you sent me? Um, oh, it was uh, from the Carol Burnett show. And yeah. God, God, <laughs> listeners, if you haven't seen this, you owe yourself a break. Uh, it's you it's need, one of. Yeah. Mm. Go look up on YouTube. Just look up Carol Burnett or Tim Conway specifically. Look yeah. up Tim Conway elephant. That's all you need. Tim Conway yeah. elephant. And the reason that pertains to Vic, uh, Dick Van Dyke is he was a guest on the show that day. And what had happened was, is they were doing the mama's family sketch. And Tim, from what I understand, just absolutely blanked on his lines. He just, yeah. what he And was, this is recorded live. Yeah. Like this is a, almost they, all of Carol Burnett's stuff was recorded live. Yeah. So, so I mean, they're doing the sketch <laughs> and Tim's, Tim's mind goes blank. So Tim does what any professional comedian would do. He starts riffing. He starts ad-libbing. He starts improving. He starts making shit up that isn't on the script, isn't anything that anyone's expecting. And the other people, also being professional comedians, are trying their damnedest not to laugh. Just, we got to stay yeah. in character. And yeah. you watch these people fucking disintegrate. Yeah. Like, it's and not Tim, even what for the most part, saying. is keeping it together. He's telling this stupid story about elephants at the circus. Yeah. Oh in in a, just a deadpan way. Like, it happened it yesterday. It's not even that it's that funny. It's just that it's so fucking off base for what everyone else is. Ex You're watching them. Mm -hmm. It's the biggest dickest scene. Yes, it okay? really in, is. In Life of Brian, yeah. where if you lie, you laugh, you die. Like, mm -hmm. and they're just, or or like a good SNL sketch. Yeah, where like when Kate McKinnon did the alien abduction yes. thing, and yeah. fucking Ryan Gosling just could not even and, be in the room. Like, and it was just yes, I love and, that. And story. you can watch Dick Van Dyke because uh, the way it's set up, they're sitting on a couch. Uh, Tim Conway's sitting on one arm of the couch. Dick Van Dyke is on the other arm of the couch. And you can just sit there and watch Dick Van Dyke turn red because he's trying his damn. <laughs> and it's in black and yeah. white. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the craziest shit. <laughs> he's We're just, a cyberpunk podcast, he's just by the way. Uh, trying. To, well, yeah, but uh, just but the no, idea. Cool. Uh, it, it's so it's fantastic to watch. You got to check it out. And it's it's like three, four minutes. It, it, it's a little snack, but you'll love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you need it. You need it. It's 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 like the timeline cleanse kind of thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, like you just go get some old like what you think is going to be wholesome. There's some swearing in it that I wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. And they're just, they're just <laughs> losing it. You just yep. watch them. Their psyche is literally brick by brick coming apart. Mm -hmm. And then it just cascades at the end. And you're like, ah, oh, this is lovely. Yeah. Ah, it's one of my favorite things in the world is watching professionals break. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the reasons I loved watching the Benny Hill show. I mean, because he would crack yeah. himself up, but yeah. he would he would try and keep it back. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, there yeah. were some of them, man. Oh, yeah. 
God, we were we watched uh, some Sanford and Son about a week or two weeks oh, ago. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. I just happened to find the channel that's like nothing but that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the one where these uh, Lamont's got these friends who want to play cards with him. Mm-hmm. And Red Fox is just like, you know, these people are trying to take you for your money, dummy. You know, like, and it's one of the, it's just, God damn it, they don't write them like this anymore, is all I'm yeah. saying. There was a point. The antics to get to the resolution are batshit insane. And then the resolution is really funny. Mm-hmm. Like, it was super funny. And I was like, ah, oh, I miss that show. It's also my favorite theme song to oh, any yeah, show that, ever. Oh, yeah, that theme song is just, that's oh. one of the best things that's ever been on TV. Yeah. It's, well, that was Quincy Jones, too, wasn't it? Oh, yes, it was. That yep. shit's, it's in my head the, on a it's, loop. Uh, um, it's like that. The stupid thing is, is I I got into Sanford and Son like ages ago when I was like, you know, in my teens. So it's one of those things like, oh, well, I'm a teen. I have no time. Let's fixate. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it's called the Street Beater. Uh, If you want to go, if you want to go find it, I'm sure you can find like just the, yeah. And for the opening, you hear like, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute of it. Uh, No, you got to hear this whole thing. It's, yeah, Yeah. it's one of the greatest pieces of music I've ever heard. And, uh, you know, fun little fact. Kind of thing. Uh, Sanford and Son is kind of relevant because Red Fox's real last name was Sanford. Oh, really? No yeah. shit. Yeah. Huh. Fucking hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just thought I knew it was a stage name, but I never John, dug deeper. Uh, I just, John Sanford. Man, he's that dude was some. Oh, God. They don't make them fucking like. That no, anymore. they don't. I mean, around around my house, you've got to wash your ass. Is a uh, is like a thing that comes <sighs> oh. up on far the. Far more often than it probably healthily should. Yeah. He was like, he was like harsher than prior. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Like people he weren't was. ready. You yeah, Sanford said you're like, oh, he's great. He's a little rough. Ha ha ha. And then you're a stand up. You're like, whoa, this dude. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. It, it was like when I first, you know, listened to his stand up because I didn't see his stand up. I heard it on records of all things. Hi, I'm old. Right, right. Um, <laughs> no, same. That's the only way to hear it. And, and you know, you you're used to Sanford and Son, and you you start listening to the records like, holy shit. I I had never had a disconnect like that again until mm-hmm. watching Bob Saget on like Full House oh, and then yeah. listening and watching Bob Saget stand up because I fucking hated Bob Saget. I thought he was, I thought he wasn't playing a character because he was the same damn character on that America's Funniest Home Video shit. Right? So yeah. I, like, I didn't well, know. This, this is Bob Saget. And then it was I see, the it was the aristocrats. Yeah. That was the moment where I was just like, oh god. Yeah, and when I saw him <laughs> do stand up, it was like, oh shit, no. <laughs> this is Bob Saget. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I see, I didn't see his stand-up at all because I didn't like him, right? So I was yeah. just like, ah, he's just that guy. He's probably yeah, he's super clean. There was that documentary Penn and Teller put out called The Aristocrats mm-hmm. about yeah. the joke. Yeah, that was and hilarious. The, like, it was like, they did his, they showed Gilbert Gottfried's. <laughs> and, like, Gilbert Gottfried telling this joke was one of the most strategic, like, release of a payload I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. <laughs> like, the circumstances around it, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? So it's like right after 9-11 yeah. and he makes a joke about like booking a flight into the Empire State Building and he gets booze. And so he goes, all right, fuckers. <laughs> and he tells the aristocrats in like one of the filthiest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> as a person who doesn't get offended very often. I was sitting there going like, wow, goddamn, dude. Like, Jesus. Jesus. I can, the, the I can see it from here. I it goes through the full it. spectrum of blue, that joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's underwater. Yeah. And it's, you can't breathe. No one can breathe. Like he's, he is lit. When they say you're killing, he's murdering. Uh-huh. And it's just one of the funniest things. And then, then Saget's version is just batshit insane. Which he then, tells as if it's just, he's reading the news. 
Yep. Uh, it's it's Deadpan. it's delivered, and that is oh. it. It is just delivered. Deal with it how you want. <laughs> and if you if you're not familiar with like what that means, the aristocrats is kind of like the joke comedians tell each other. It is meant to be. It's like roast rules. Like there are none. Okay. Like it's the most offensive. The most. What bothers you wild, the most? Filthiest. Yeah. Further. And then go further because there's it's just an intro and an outro, mm-hmm. and then everything that happens between that is just the most depraved shit you could possibly mm-hmm. imagine. Yeah. And it tells you a lot about the person. I'll tell you that. Uh, but it's also you know kind of like <clears throat> ribbing in the locker room sort of thing, not in that <laughs> locker room talk sort of way, but more the shop talk. Because I mean, oh god, uh, Lisa Lampanelli's version. Fuck me. Are you kidding? <laughs> you know, it's not limited to dudes. No, it's like it's it's not a dude joke. It, you will learn a lot about yourself um, <laughs> if you don't try to tell that joke at family functions. Like, Negative. Um, no. <laughs> this is not uh, a stage joke necessarily, which is what made uh, Gottfried's performance of it so unreal. Like, you don't go up, like, you don't tell this joke because everybody knows the joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not about that. It's about after hours getting fucking doing shots doing a bunch of rails of coke and then trying to outdo each other. That's all it is. You know, if you have the energy for it, I mean, Pat Oswald had a good one. Like mm-hmm. everybody has a great one, but it's a, it's a, you know, it's like a unit that yes. exists outside of everything else. You know what I mean? It's, it's a thing you can access. Um, fascinating. It's a fascinating piece. It's like its own comedy. living comedy meme. Yeah. It evolves. I had a, I had a, like a cleaner version of that. Um, I, I kept a friend of mine on the phone for 45 fucking minutes with this when I was a kid. <laughs> and basically, okay, so here's the setup, right? So farmer plants a seed. Seed goes into the soil, takes root, turns into a giant stalk of wheat. And, you know, over the, it finally goes to seed. And then the thresher comes, cuts it all down. They gather it. It goes to the processing plant where it's turned into... Um, Cheerios and uh, then it gets put into a box okay it is then stuck on a larger box with other ones in it stuck on a pallet put in a truck driven to a grocery store this particular grain is in this particular box it is sitting on a shelf and a guy goes and he buys it he goes home and for breakfast one morning he eats it later that day he takes a shit that soul of the seed as it were Comes out in his shit. Goes into the toilet. Flushes the toilet. Goes to the waste reclamation plant. They scrape all that up. Turn it into fertilizer. Goes back out to the field. Farmer plants a seed. Seed takes root. Turns into a shoot. Eventually, they keep coming. Now, you do this cycle as many times as you can. Before the person says, Does this story have a fucking end? (laughs) and then you say to them no it's a cereal nice (laughs) 45 minutes hung up the phone we didn't we didn't talk for like two weeks (laughs) we had class together (laughs) that's awesome yeah so you could use that in your daily life at a family function you you could not use the aristocrats right how did dick van dyke got us here what the fuck well, yeah, because um, we got off on the, uh, you know, Dyke's Day to Works and stuff like that. <laughs> that was a fun tangent. Anyway, yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, 
but well, yeah, uh, in the in the library world, I mean, this is this right. is this kind of shit shows up, and it not only does it you know is it a free speech thing, but it's a money thing. There are yeah. certain federal grants that libraries cannot get unless they have filters mm-hmm. on their uh, on their computer systems on their public systems. Um, so I think the law of the day now is the Children's Online Privacy Protection Rule or the Privacy Protection Act, usually known as COPPA. Um, oh. which, you know, basically more like Copa. Yeah, right? exactly. It's yeah, down at the Copa Cabana. Um, <laughs> this, yeah. And this, this is your standard law. It's the think about it's, it's another think about the children law. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we got to protect the children from online pornography, at least at the library. Never mind that every kid has a smartphone in their pocket and access to anything that they care to access. Right. So, right. 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 Oh, but they have parental blockers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But a library sure can literally be denied federal funding if they don't have right. like these stupid ass filters and they work just about as good as they did back in 2004, which is when the Supreme court basically decided it was okay to force this upon libraries, uh, mm-hmm. for federal funding as a condition of federal funding and e grants and all of that. Um, because the idea being that the, uh, it was, it was more important to protect the children from online pornography than it was usurious upon the library staff and library patrons to ask the library staff to disable the filters because you're having problems with the search. Mm. Now, as someone who has worked in multiple libraries, and I'm sure it isn't like this everywhere, I can tell you that 90% of the time, Probably more, but I feel safe at saying 90% of the time, the library staff doesn't have the ability, the access, or the authority to disable the fucking filters. <laughs> They're always yeah. on. Um, if you run into something that you don't think should be filtered, you can let someone know, and mm. someone will probably pass that up the chain to someone else, to someone else, to where the point someone in IT that isn't a librarian, doesn't work with the public, doesn't mm. see the public is the one that's eventually going to either remove or alter that filter in some way. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Eventually. And, yeah. If eventually. you're lucky. <laughs> right. Well, and the thing is, is these filters were so damn hard. And when I was uh, working in Arizona um, back in, oh, this would be 2000, uh, 2006, 2007. Okay. Um, at that time, the big, the big social network on the internet was still MySpace. Mm-hmm. And the library blocked it wholesale. They just yeah, wholesale blocked MySpace because it was too hard for the filtering systems to filter individual pages on mm-hmm. MySpace. Um, yeah. I mean, think of that today. I mean, you're going to, well, Twitter's a bad example now, so I guess I can use Facebook. Uh, Twitter yeah. should, probably should be blocked, but um, yeah. Facebook, you're just going to block all of Facebook because there's no way to filter what's on Facebook. it'd be the same thing and they'd also do this with tumblr um tumblr was wholesale blocked filter like facebook does filter fucked up shit though sometimes like i'll I'll find them like it'll be like just a photograph of a bee on a flower Mm -hmm. and it's like because the caption said something about pollination which i guess is akin to sex i don't know yeah Idiom, man. People don't know them. Well, and that's what it, yeah, and that's what it always boils down to. I mean, text is easy. Context is not. Right. So, right. so and, and rather than trying to figure out how to put like a MySpace page in the context of is this filth or is this profanity or is this something we need to, God forbid, protect the children from? Um, no, we'll just block all of it. Can you imagine the language that would rise 
if no country had any filter whatsoever and everybody yeah. was able to crosstalk, mm -hmm. like a whole new language would come. It would be like, mm -hmm. well, because the reason why Esperanto probably didn't catch on is because it was being like imposed upon people. You know, like we made this thing now use it as opposed to the way people relate to each other. Right. The way you code switch, like if you're from a, a town with like a bunch of different, you know, if you've lived in different social classes and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And you've hung out in different like classes, like just you know how to act. Like if I yeah. was going to somebody for a job, I would proper myself up. But if I'm hanging out with my homies, we had a totally different, different ways, ways to talk, different ways to look, different ways to behave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's. it's... <sighs> and, you know, I, I'm sure there's plenty of papers and stuff on this, but you think in language. Um, right. James Burke, who is literally the reason I have a history degree, once said that you see what your knowledge tells you you're seeing. Yes. All right. So, hundred percent. Yeah. If nothing else, if you're looking at something that you don't know what it is, you have no idea what it is. Your brain just kind of starts mentally just putting it into a category based upon what does it look like, what does that remind you of, what does it remind you of, such and such. Is it shiny? Well, shiny things are sometimes good, but sometimes bad. And you know, so. Well, that's I, I can think of a few examples yeah. of that. Okay, so you have like uh, in the Bible, what Saint Stephen sees this like fucking floating chariot. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what he saw, you know, and then you, you fast forward a bunch of years, people seeing UFOs in the woods and stuff. Philip K. Dick saw a fucking pink laser from a satellite, <laughs> yeah. you know, from God. Like you, you're going to use your experience to shape your image of something. Exactly. You know what I mean? And like, I, I have a very positive reaction for some reason to butterscotch pudding, something very good. Like when I was a little kid that I don't remember happened. Mm -hmm. Butterscotch pudding, man. Haven't had it in fucking decades. But whenever I think about it, yeah, you know, I, I have this attachment to it that, like, I can't explain. It doesn't make any sense, but it's very like specific to me. Yeah, all and, that, all that sensation comes back. So yeah, it's weird. Yeah, we're weird. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say that a lot <laughs> forever. And then again, like when we were talking about the, the this issue with the uh, the censoring. You know, there's legitimate reasons to use this. People are looking for reproductive health, knowledge, mm -hmm. stuff like that, and they're mm -hmm. they're not going to be able to find it right. in certain contexts from public libraries. You know, when when it could be really helpful, and that's I guess you know yeah. the, the scarier part of it. And and well, often I mean, we've got you know teens and younger folk inside the public library, and they're looking for it basically con, you know in a clandestine way because they can't talk to their parents about this for whatever reason it, it cannot be brought up so, yeah well we're so fucking puritanical yeah. here like the uh, same people putting these like grant limitations on libraries are also the ones who are trying to keep like any kind of sex education out of mm -hmm. school absolutely it is and it's like nah like look you're stuck with this meat your whole life yeah you know you might as well know how it works when we were kids we were learning how to write our names in the snow we were pissed mm -hmm. you know <laughs> It was great. Um, but like, we didn't know what to do with that stuff until we had a sex education class. And that was weird. Yeah. That was real weird, man. Well, and yeah. I was all right. Look, I was in sixth grade. My mom was responsible for it because she was a nurse. <laughs> so she like fucking hooked it up. because She was like head of PTA for a year and it was a nightmare. Mm. I hated it. Everything about that year. Anyway. So she like did all this stuff and then she gets this, like they split the boys up and the girls up. Yeah. I and that. Mm -hmm. Boys are in the, the gym or yeah, the gymnasium or there's a stage and then we had to watch this fucking movie and <laughs> not that kind of fucking movie, but Oh no, yeah. it was way, it was no. like, if it were a movie about it, fucking, that would have actually <clears throat> been helpful. This movie prepared me for something that never happened. Yeah. Your it was dick's going to fall off. No, oh, not even. I'm surprised. We got the dick gonna fall off thing. 
I don't even know if they got to that part because I couldn't get over the first part. What happens is it's uh this is mm, nineteen eighty what six seven laser tag is out. Yeah, yeah, that's about I my I think the kid that came out in eighty five. So like it was like eighty six eighty seven. You know, like is when this was happening. And we're watching a film that was made in seventy four. Yeah. It like the year I was yeah. born kind of shit. And it was like everybody is wearing brown. It's like brown, orange, yellow, like Atari kind of colors. All the mm. guys have a porn stash and it's not even a, you know, uh, an ironic kid, porn stash. No, yeah. He's he's getting his first little like dusting of mustache on his upper lip a little bit, mm. but he's got a full fro and he's white. And <laughs> he's like like picking his hair out in the whole fucking nine yards and he wakes up one morning and he had a wet dream. I don't know what that is. I've never had one. <laughs> I've never like dreamt so hard I blew a load. That's never happened in my life. I've yeah, had I've some had some sexy dreams. I have had man. some pretty involved dreams, but that yeah. Yeah. They've woken me up, but I have not been like, oh my, it's never happened. And then he like shamefully has to take like his sheets and like hide the fact that he's doing laundry from his mom mm-hmm. because he yeah. never does laundry. And I'm just sitting here going, like, what are we learning? Yeah. I think I remember yeah. seeing that that exact film. We're learning how to do laundry. There was a lot of bow chicka bow chicka bow music, and <laughs> it, like that's not appropriate for <laughs> reasons I would find out much later. Yeah. And uh, when I was able to purchase my own VHS tapes, um, that bassist was working overtime. Dude, <laughs> session. Yeah. Okay. Like <laughs> nonstop. It's probably where Leyland Sklar got to start, you know? Who, who was that guy in that? Uh, oh, God. What, what, there's that documentary about the, the, the house band for the Motown, um, the Funk Brothers. Uh, I have no uh, idea. Standing in the Shadows of Motown. It, have you've never seen that? It's mind blowing because uh, the one bass player was so fucked up one night. He just laid down in the studio. He was the guy that played with one finger and he was like just super fucked up and he just laid down and he laid down one of the sickest bass lines that you know very well. And I can't remember the song right now because the story like takes up more of my brain than the result. <laughs> and everyone has tried to mimic it and they can't. They can't get the sound or the tone or anything. They've tried laying down in the same building and they still couldn't do what he did. And I was like, that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Standing in Shadows of Motown fucking rules. That's one of the best goddamn music documentaries I've ever seen. That soundtrack is so sick. Anyhow, where were we? More weird well, night yeah. spunk. And, and it gets even worse. At least it's just been my research and you know my lived experience. Take that for what it's worth. But um, like... Not only now do they like these AI supposedly AI powered um, filters have to deal with you know context, but they actually have to deal with zeitgeist, which is like one mm-hmm. in my opinion is like one step above context yeah. because the yep. context can remain for a while, but zeitgeist can change daily. Like yeah. we're suddenly all making Tucker Carlson jokes. No, right. Tucker Carlson was not funny until about twenty four hours ago. <laughs> right. All right, so right. there's well, that. He was funny one time before that. Yeah, but yeah. But the, <laughs> uh, the the thing that stuck in my mind, I actually had to go look this up because it was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard of, uh, at least online. And it was it's one of those things like unless someone knows and someone puts this in, they're not going to make it work with a filtering system. And mm. are either of you familiar with the drama around the subreddits, world politics and anime titties? My goodness, no, but I need to be. So, okay, give you a quick rundown. This was one of the best fucking things ever that happened naturally. Mm -hmm. Someone posted something in this is this. This happened maybe a couple years back. I think it was someone posted something in the world politics subreddit 
that really didn't have much to do with world politics. Okay. And there was like a complaint. Wait, like, let me guess. Was it anime titties? No, it wasn't. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because th- th- you can the make thing. those mean anything. Yeah, I'm on the exactly. Edge of my seat now. So it didn't really, um, it didn't really have anything to do with world politics. And some of the users complained, like, "Where's the fucking moderator? What, what's going on? Are they asleep at the wheel?" Well, it turns out the moderator might not, they might not have even been there because you can just abandon the subreddit. I mean, oh, I've, it's not like yeah. you have to sign out of it. It's like I'm not moderating this anymore. La la. Not a child. You don't need to. No. Yeah, <laughs> this is not an airport. You do not need to announce your report. Exactly. So, your chat room. So, <laughs> what started happening was, it's like, well, if the rules don't apply, then anything goes, and they just people just started posting more and more like sexually oh, explicit fuck. everything to world politics, like a digital anarchist experiment right exactly and the people that were actually coming there for world politics and talk about world politics were getting pissed and it's like well god damn it we're we're, no stop no please stop will you please stop posting the porn fine fine damn it we're gonna start our own world politics subreddit with blackjack and hookers and we're gonna call it anime underscore titties Okay. And if okay. you want okay. to go where where people are discussing world politics at sort of like another level, you need to check out the subreddit anime underscore titties. <laughs> I I this is funny. Okay. I, and and the funny thing is is like if you if you go to there if I'm go, I'm bringing up the subreddit now. Uh, hold on. And it's uh, make sure the underscore is in there. Otherwise, you'll actually just get. I guess uh, right. You'll just get Actual. legitimate anime titties. <laughs> right. right. And you're not going to get any politics whatsoever. You're just going to get titties. Um, yeah, there... Is there a subreddit that combines both? Uh-huh. Uh, okay, I figured. There has to be. Oh, of course. Uh, what internet rule is that? Probably, Seven? I think we're up to rule 44 by this point. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the uh, the current, uh, like, the top stories on uh, anime titties are like, Mexico finds 11,520 tequila bottles with liquid meth at the port. Uh, <laughs> you know, Thailand's Oops. most polarizing family rises again before the election. The Murdoch firm had paid secret phone hacking settlement to Prince William. So, you know, this is this is honest to God, you know, world politics, what's happening now. The only right. thing that kind of throws this off is for some reason, their mascot, the actually like uh, the avatar of the subreddit is an anime girl standing in front of, I guess, a globe or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, if you are someone who is trying to make a filter that, you know, doesn't allow things like anime titties through it. Well, you're not going to be able to talk about world yeah, politics. Yeah, you're not going to be able to talk about world politics. And I know this is kind of a niche example, but this isn't that much of a niche example. This is just something that happened, and you have to understand how it happened so you can work with it. <laughs> it's it's like we keep finding out uh, once we mm-hmm. let this AI go crazy, let this you know chat bot go crazy, let all this shit go crazy. Uh-huh. Like you still need some fucking meat behind the levers. Yeah. There's got to be somebody who understands it. And, and I mean, it's like at the beginning of the Skuntorb description, there's that, that uh, just that idea. Like you need to be able to know it across cultures. Like there's so many well the swastika in particular you know like mm-hmm. yeah, we we're talking about this the other day on the, on the discord yeah, yeah i mean i'm not going to get into it too much but it's just that idea that there can be this like symbol or you know like the way well it's it is always about fucking nazis like the way they're trying to appropriate like nordic stuff mm-hmm. you know like it's it's just non-stop with them actually and it's you got to know where you are with the stuff mm. 
you know, to know when it's going to have an effect and when it's going to have meaning. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, you can't, like, it depends on your experience. If your experience is extremely limited, for example, like, you're not going to know. If, you, if I never left Ohio, you know what I mean? I wouldn't know about uh, the word finna, for example. Yeah. You know, just, a, I don't know, or other, like, I'd never had a deep dish fucking pizza before I moved to Chicago. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, uh, I never had proper lobster before I went to Maine. I didn't know that you could just drop consonants when you get further to the Northeast, <laughs> leave them off. Just fuck it. Lobster. You know, that's it. You thought Boston was something. Oh, buddy. Um, I don't know. Like idiom, as far as language is concerned, is such a tricky thing. Yeah. And now that we have this zeitgeist thing on top of it, that well, we've always had that. We've always had ways yeah. of saying things like when not showed up, like, Oh, Hey, yeah, I really like your shoes. Not like that came up organically before yeah it was on saturday night live you know like that was a thing that our you know kids said at baseball um <laughs> just dumb shit we said rad all the time gnarly wicked all the fucking like uh, bad remember when bad was good mm -hmm. yeah yeah before michael jackson uh-huh <laughs> or that's sick yo that's sick dog calling people dog <laughs> it's just you have to know that's not an insult. Yeah. Because somewhere you're going to get fucking stabbed in the eye. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially like, you know, in like Middle Eastern company or companies, countries, Jesus, in Middle right. Eastern countries, you know, where if you call someone companies. a dog, holy shit, be ready. Certain bars in Ireland, I would imagine, have the same effect. Mm -hmm. You know, it's especially after watching the Banshees of Insurance. Um, <laughs> it's just. So how do we how do we train the protocol droids of the future? Just hire people. Yeah, pay them well. <laughs> yeah, and after the, the story I saw this week, I forget which company was it. They're like they've they've cornered the self driving you know freight truck system, yeah. and it just needs two humans in the cab to monitor it. Right. <laughs> if we had spent you know some of this money on real people that we've spent trying to eliminate people, money probably yeah. would have been saved. Hmm. Right. That's the well. I mean, every everybody in like you know tech field and politics are so fucking short sighted yeah. with everything. You know, that's why we're kind of watching this collapse happen with, you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, pundit types, you know, like it, it's like, oh, Tucker Carlson lost his job. Yeah, well, he's not a journalist. No. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's literally not. Like, that's not journalism. Journalism is the guy who does the reporting or the woman who does the reporting. Or that was whatever, actually part you know? of Fox's defense in the filing was that, like, anybody who watches the show has to know he's not serious or a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not a journalist, but he's fucking serious. You know, I would argue, you know, Alex Jones tried that shit. Reese's like, oh, I'm just performing on my show. <laughs> yeah, you are. Fucking performing by being a lying asshole. You know, like it's there. It's not cancel culture, dickhead. It's consequences. And I think, you know, Carlson wasn't named in the Dominion yeah. filings. It's just the shit he said in those texts. <laughs> you know, no, this is a filing oh. for the for the sexual harassment. No, 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 no. That was the uh, Dominion uh, uh, voting systems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they like he just there was just a bunch of shit that came out in the you know discovery and whatnot. Uh, and over the course of the trial, yeah, <laughs> these text messages where he's like, yeah, no, Trump's a dickhead. Fuck him. Yeah. You know, he's just be a little brat. You know what I mean? Like he knew he was doing the wrong thing and yet he would get on TV every night and just be a complete piece of shit to people. And, you know, there's no way to counter it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're not going to do it next to him. This like when we lost. Okay, so here's another problem we've had with just our thinking. We used to have you know 
equal time mm-hmm. statutes. Like you, you had to present an opposing viewpoint. Right. And they did away with that. And what they do now, and I, I do believe Drew Curtis wrote a book about it. Uh, the guy that, that founded Fart. It's, he was talking about it, it's just a, like equal time for nut jobs. So you can have like, well, you know, it's like, okay, so uh, zero, okay, you're interviewing like Dan, who's a, like a library uh, information systems specialist. And then there's me and I smoked half a bowl. <laughs> so, you know, and you, you put us on camera next to each other and it's equal Zoom. And we each get the same amount of time to just say things. But I'm just talking about Dick Van Dyke. And he's trying to explain how like idiom and, and, and the zeitgeist are fucking with filtration systems when it comes to like information systems. And I'm just like, yeah, man. But like there was that one time uh, he was acting like a chimney sweep. Right. You know, and it's it has the illusion of being a debate because it <laughs> looks optically like one, but it is absolutely not. And we haven't had that in fucking decades. Yeah. That's why nobody could think anymore. You know, it's just, this is what we want to say to you. And the opposition is just here to be like, ah, you're the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, there's no more Gore Vidal versus what's his name. Debates. Yeah. What the fuck was his name? Oh shit! That's gonna bug me too. Christopher, Christopher, no, it wasn't Chris Hitchens, was it? No, no, it wasn't. William his, Buckley. His, Buckley, yeah, yeah Buckley, Junior. yeah. That's yeah. right. That's been a while since I watched his, those. Those, those were. There was that one time where he was like, "I'm gonna knock the fucking teeth down your throat." He called Corbin Elfag, and he's like, gets up from like his chair to punch him in the mouth. And I think that's when they stopped doing this. Yeah, yeah. Because Vidal was a catty bitch. That motherfucker. <laughs> ooh, ooh. He had some turn of phrase. He had some turns of phrase. Hell of a writer. Yes, yes I don't right. know. Yeah. Um, there was a man who understood language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good God. Anyway, so, but yeah, no, I, how is, like, I don't see AI ever being able to interpret, like, idiom for very long. It has to have some kind of adaptive and just, like, real-time scouring of meaning, kind Mm -hmm. of a... I mean, it it needs to be able to find a person who is inputting the meaning of the thing into the internet. Yeah, that's it. It's it's a really smart calculator, so it's just, it's the input that's the the issue. Good lord. And then, you know, what is understanding? Obviously, these programs can't understand anything. They can just highlight at best, it seems, you know, or block. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. And, you know, the uh, the sort of killer app to get around any of these filters, especially in America, switch to another fucking language. Yep. I mean, you, you could probably like, you know, there's there were people that for a while I remember were writing like, fuck is F-U-K-C or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can block for that. You can block for words and stuff like that. But as soon as you start, like, you know, introducing another language into it, you don't have to learn the goddamn language. You just have to learn what the swears are. All Which right? is that, the first thing you learn in every language. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right. honestly, they exactly. should just get that out of the way. I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah. I love learning how to swear. I, I managed to get my French. Tea. I didn't learn any French. I took four years of French. I keep bringing this up. I didn't learn anything from it. Um, but, like, on the last day of class... I got Monsieur Dali to teach me, and I've forgotten how to say it now. So if anyone wants to fill me in on it, but he, he told me uh, how to say you can go fuck yourself in French, uh-huh. and I I used that for a couple of years. 
I don't know. Well, weren't you saying something about the like blasphemous swears? Oh yeah. Um, we gotta get we gotta get uh uh Wojak's on here for that because he probably knows far more about than I do. But okay, um, no, so we'll, we'll just tip a hat. Yeah, to it now. seriously. Um, but. Quick backstory as to why the hell I know this at all. Um, I'm a huge fan of Quebecois folk music. So uh, since Quebecois folk music is sung in (laughs) Quebecois, um, I try and pick up a little bit of it here and there because, you know, it's fun to enjoy the music. It's also nice to know what the hell they're talking about, at least at least Mm. on some level. And on my dive into this, I found out that of all the swearing in the world, I think I think Quebec has got the best because like all of like your standard Quebecois swears are all blasphemy. All of them oh. are blaspheming because eh, you could say that they've had a uh, interesting relationship with the Catholic Church. Um, not, yeah. not to get into the uh, into the whole history of Quebec, but like um, just coming up with a few off the top of my head. There's uh, Chris, uh, and I hope to God I'm pronouncing this right. But like Chris, Christ. I mean, okay, yeah, we have Christ, but you yeah. know, we're just saying like Christ, you know, whatever. But yeah. no, when they're yeah. saying it, they are referring to the Christ. It is this is yeah. the Christ. Uh, so when they say Christ, well, that's that's not even that big a thing. It's it's yeah. just kind of eh, yeah, whatever. But in Quebecois, it, this could you know, it could almost be like you know the word fuck, depending on how it's said. And so much of language is like this, where how you say it is yeah. what the meaning is. Like in um in Japanese. Oh, yeah. The the word bakayaro just means stupid head. But if you, you know, put an emphasis on the bakayaro, that, that's uh-huh. like motherfucker. So well, yeah. You know what? Yeah. And it's funny too. Uh I think Bill Burr has a bit about this where he's just like, it depends on he's like the reason why like white people keep fucking up is because they keep putting the swear word in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. He's like, you get somebody and they walk up and you're like, you know, I was just hanging out, it was just like me and this Asian motherfucker, and it sounds cool. Yeah. If you were like, well, then this guy came in and he was a motherfucking Asian. Now you have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you know, that's something I really had never thought of. But it it absolutely is 100 percent placement, you know, like in your writing. I might pick that up intuitively, like when I'm writing something out and stuff like that. But I never really thought about it. Yeah. I was just like, well, that seems aggressive. I'll do it this way. You know, it it is. Yeah. You know, how you place things is, is very important. And. And you know, just this blanket banning of words thing is just mm-hmm. come on, teach people younger. You get desensitized to it earlier, and you begin to be able to use it like more maturely when you're ready. Right? Like we we do no preparation for our youth in this country. Yeah, like just next to none. They they fill you up like when you're well. Okay, so for for a Gen X kid who who got really good grades for about six years, um. There's not enough to keep you interested. No, there's not. Especially, And then, you know, they were already defunding schools. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe you're really big into computers. Well, guess what? There's, like, two computers in the building. Mm. Yeah. You know, and, and one of them is a punch card systems AD machine. <laughs> and it's like, uh, all right, cool. You know, and then by the time you get to, like, whatever, you still got people blowing stuff up your ass. Like, hey, you're really good at this. You can have a career at this, 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 and this. But you should also think about, you know, trade school, which was the best advice ever. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out for me, but it did. It helped for, you know, a lot of people retain jobs and stuff and prepared them for the fucking world. Right. And then after I went off and fucked off for like 20 some years and finally went back and got a writing degree, I was just like, yeah, now I have experience. I can complain about things eloquently. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that was the whole reason I spent that money and will be spending that money for the rest of my life. Um, God damn. Yeah. 
I mean, what probably we... probably my favorite. Go go. Just quick run back to Quebecois. One of my favorite words is um the calice. Um, mm-hmm. And once again, how you say it is how it, what it means. I mean, it's just calice. You know, it's fuck mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, shit. But calice comes from chalice, as in the Holy Grail. Um, and tabernacle. Tabernacle is like one of the stronger ones. <laughs> and this, of course, as you might have locked on, it comes from tabernacle. Yeah. I mean, all all of it. It's just blasphemy. It's wonderful. <laughs> that's, that's pretty great. Yeah, and you could th- you could throw that into anything, and I bet you know how many how many uh, how many web filters are actively trained on Quebecois. I mean, I mm-hmm. I doubt there's that many, unless they're in Quebec. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be something that. A lot of uh, American companies, especially libraries, are going to latch onto because I guarantee you, with almost all these filters, there is a separate licensing fee or a separate fee or something for each mm-hmm. language that you add to the filter. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. So they're going to do they're going to do the cheapest one. Everybody speaks English, right? So mm-hmm. money ruined it again. Yes. Wow. <laughs> there seems ending. to be a thread running through the problem with today's society. <laughs> oh. You mean like incremental uh, regression yeah. isn't good? Uh, <laughs> weird. I, well, look, I, I'll tell you what. I think I might have mentioned this before, but I, the the one time I felt hatred from somebody, like real, actual hatred from somebody, was this like fucking eighty five year old milky eyed man who used to come into this restaurant I worked at, and he preferred a buddy of mine to wait on him. But one day he wasn't there, and he came in and he saw me. He's like, "Ah, oh, you'll do." And I was like, all right, I don't give a fuck. So I bring out his food and stuff like that. And I didn't know, like, they were, like, supposed to cut his steak up for him or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, which I could have taken care of if he'd mentioned it, but he just assumed I'd known. And, and I gave it to him, and he's like, what is this? I can't do anything with this. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, ah, get out of here, you stumble bum. He called me a stumble bum, and I was going <sighs> to fucking put my thumbs in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> people have called me like cocksucker to my face motherfucker all kinds of shit and it's just like ah whatever that was the closest i ever came to just like well you're never gonna hear about me again i'm going to jail like <laughs> I'm just gonna murder this old man in this booth right here in front of him with his own steak yeah. knife well it's yeah like you said it's the context who's it coming from and you know stumble bump from one of us of sounds like a joke i mean Right. It was like uh, I don't know if you all have seen uh, the what is it the greatest show the musical with uh, um, Hugh Jackman where it's <clears throat> basically the life of P.T. Barnum except there's almost oh, yeah. nothing involved with the life of P.T. Barnum except mm, that a mm. circus is there in the in the film. I heard it made Elvis look like a biopic. Yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> there, there's a scene in that where uh, Tom Thumb calls him a flop doodle. It Whoa, sounds man. funny. It's like flop noodle. Oh my god, he's calling him a limp dick. Yep. <laughs> yep. Once no, you know the context, already, that man just was, called him a limp dick. <laughs> I was reaching for my butterfly knife right there. I was just, <laughs> god damn, it's and just what you do with the language, the art, the artfulness of it. I, I've said this to people forever. One of my favorite insults in Spanish and in, in Castilian Spanish translates to "I shit in your mother's milk." Oh, oh wow! That's See? fantastic. Yeah, someone mm. says something about you. You just say, "Hey, me cago en la leche de tu madre." I shit in your mother's milk. That sounds lovely too. That's, that's the best fantastic. Thing. That's so much better than fuck. I mean, <laughs> that's poetry. Fuck's just a word. <laughs> See, I feel bad because like Germans have a hard time of it because so much of their language sounds like kind of harsh. Oh yeah. 
And like they, you'd be saying like, I love you. And it's like, oh, wow, oh, shit. Wow. So I need to get a completely new engine for my car. You know, like that's what it sounds <laughs> no. like. And, you know, like in French, you, you totally just insult the shit out of somebody. And it's just like, uh, can I write that down? Yeah. Like those, those are song <laughs> lyrics. What the fuck are you doing to me right now? Like it's, it's incredible. There's like, I don't know how to describe it. Like some languages, they come to my ear as very melodic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um. And I like that. Like, it's a thing that just automatically makes me like, all right, I'm already like lowered about 30 fucking filters just because I like hearing you talk. So like, you could be saying the worst shit in the world to me right now. I wouldn't know it. They they should literally just, at least for me, they should literally just pay someone to deliver bad news in a British accent. (laughs) If someone came out, if someone came out and told me about something bad that was wrong with, like you said, your car or something, you're, you've blown an engine in your car. Uh, we need the guy that start, that uh, sounds like Stephen Fry to go tell him. <laughs> like, well, that's why they came up with right. that transatlantic, you know. Yes. That, anything sounds good when you're talking like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> FDR gets polio from werewolves. Um, <laughs> great, great, yeah. That's a great documentary. Um, <laughs> what was that guy? Oh, my God. He, oh, shit. Speaking of that transatlantic accent. George Plimpton. Oh my God. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. he could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. He could give anyone bad news and it would sound like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know, I guess that's the way it is. You know, I go whistle a happy tune. <laughs> I, yeah. Cause like nowadays, what do you get? You get somebody like, like Ryan Reynolds comes up to you. You're immediately suspicious. Yeah. He's a nice enough guy. It seems, but I'm like, Hey, what, what's, what's wrong? What happened? <laughs> like, I don't think, I don't know. It's, it's just like, and then we have like, you know, like, just our regional dialects, which are so wildly different. Yes. Um, depending on where you are, what you call things. Well, you could, you, know, you could have thought that George Plimpton was British. He, he's right, right there on the edge. Dude, I moved yeah. here and everybody said no worries to me so much. I was like, am I fucking Australia? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like I never heard so many people say no worries. For me, it's not life. worries. Yeah. But still, regardless, those two words, I've never fucking heard again. Mm-hmm. Other than uh, what fucking crocodile Dundee. Exactly. Yeah, that's, when it caught like, on. that's when it cut on. Right. Yeah. No worries. Good God. I, if they'd use the words fair dinkum more often in Crocodile Dundee, that probably would have picked it up. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I was friends with a uh, Australian exchange student uh, in high school. And you know, like any good Australian, she used the word cunt like a comma. And that, oh, that's, like a comma. I learned far, like comma. I learned far more about the Australian language from her. It's like, oh, yeah, you, you do say good day because everybody says hello. But after what, what that, that, it just evolves. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Well, what was that? What was that? Uh, Steve Irwin was on like uh, Conan, I think. Uh huh. And he was referring to Irwin's fanny pack, and Irwin's <laughs> just like, <laughs> and he keeps saying it. He's like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you know, he gets like, he's like getting nervous about. It. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, that's a that's a name in Australia for you know. <laughs> He's like, here it's our ass or this pack, nope. you know. Like, and he's like, nope, nope, different, different end, Front butt, you know, like different stuff. You put your pants over it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, but watching him just blush over that was just—it's so yeah. Because so he was crazy. like Australian well, Mister Rogers when it came to that. I mean, I would, yeah. I would love to see like a tape of Steve Irwin just going off and like being Australian. That would be the best. Holy shit, I, that'd be the best. I remember. I don't know. One of the like nights I'll always hold on to was like. It was, it was a story slam in Chicago and Ir- Irvin Welsh was there and it wasn't the first time I'd met him. Like, that's the craziest thing. The last day of my first semester in my censorship class, 
our teacher was buddies with him. So he just sat across from me in the classroom and I sat there for fucking three hours, not saying a word. I was just like, I don't even know how to talk to you, sir. (laughs) Honest to God, I was not ready for this. Like I needed to prep. I needed to, but he was, he was really cool. Yeah. And then I, a few, like a couple months later, he came out for one of these story slam things. He was the featured speaker. And I, I got to tell a story, uh, you know, whatever. And then like we got drunk and then we went out after that and we ended up going to a bar and stuff. And I just hit him up with like, so there's like two kinds of Scotch Scottish accents, you know, there's, there's the Connery bond <laughs> and then there's like Begbie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, absolutely. He's like, absolutely. He, you know, and, and he was really fucking cool about it. Like it wasn't, we didn't talk very long. It was like five, 10 minutes or something like that. Cause there was a ton of people with us and I didn't want to be that guy. Nah. You know? He did sign my book. He drew a big old droopy dick over you and McGregor's face. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. That's always like, I'm never going to sell this. This, If you're, you ever want to do anything to this poster that you've never had the chance to do, he just took a big old fucking droopy dick on little fuzzy <laughs> that, that, short hair balls and three drinks. And I was like, this is the best thing I own. That's Thank a you. true Scotsman yeah. thing right there. That's what that's love from one Scotsman to another. <laughs> I think I'll put a picture of it on the Instagram. Do it. <laughs> but, um, it was, it's, I don't know. All of this is coming back to language. Honestly, that should be the show art for this, for this cop, for this episode. <laughs> you, want to, you want me to just put that up? The... There you go. And, and no context. Uh, they don't know about it till they get clear to the end. Yeah. It's like clear to the yeah, end. What yes, does, exactly. What, what is going, why was there a dick? Why, why, I don't, are they talking what about train spotting? What does this have to do with <laughs> Scunthorpe? What, what the five fuck? minute throwaway joke? Scotch Why are so many asterisks in the description i have no idea what this episode is about <laughs> dick van dyke what the fuck oh <laughs> uh, yeah we were a little off the rails this week fellas uh but it was great yeah thank you all for uh being here and and chatting uh this through and 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 giving me more to think oh about my pleasure with, like, the difficulties of fucking uh, just language you know and the limitations of machines even still mm-hmm. you know like i don't know and and thank you again to all, all our listeners for helping us to process the non-stop trauma that are <laughs> the headlines that we seem to just get in rapid fire succession yeah oh yeah good lord and uh, and if you care to ever send me a link to some news article just fucking don't it's easier <laughs> Right. Yes. That's what our discord's for. So you can choose to just scroll past it. I, I post news. It's all like boring ass nerd news. Like, you know, Apple's doing a thing. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> yep. Check it out. It's cool. Maybe. Well, you Maybe have to, not. Who knows? You have games. to recognize all the dots so you can connect the dots yeah. and then have something funny to, to scream into the void about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And uh, somehow fucking language filter in a goddamn video game. <laughs> <laughs> set clank down this road that set me down this road with you all like that's great that's fantastic mm-hmm. oh, all right so yeah no we'll be getting back into some slightly more structured shit uh coming up in the meantime uh you know check out our you know back catalog uh we have a patreon get up the patreon at, uh what is it patreon.com slash neon dystopia um come visit the discord introduce yourself just check into the madhouse and hell yeah watch the show Shadow links in there. I'm telling you, um, <laughs> we're we're keeping him on life support in the yeah, Discord. Yeah, we're feeding him as a sentient program. <laughs> we gave him a pillow. Um, every, every now and then he pops up, and I'm like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme with him pointing at the screen. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> what's up, man? Um, yeah, we're we're still on Twitter for the time being uh, <laughs> because it hasn't become personally like 
an impediment to my life yet. Give it time. Give yet. it time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, but it's there. You know, I don't know. Yeah, my DMs are open mm-hmm. uh, at Low Life uh, the at Low Life the L zero W L one F three T H E. I so dumb. I can't wait till fucking Twitter folds. Anyway, um, <laughs> we've got a Facebook group. Uh, Zero's helping me out with that. Um, it turns out I am also cross posting to the group from my CoinOps McGillicuddy Instagram. Congratulations. No, I've been doing it, but the thing is, is like I would rather it like not. Like I would rather it post directly to my Facebook oh, and then oh. the other, the low life Instagram post to the fucking. Are you, you're telling me it, Facebook. Facebook didn't tell you it was doing that? No, it's dumb. Facebook <laughs> just changes things. It's Did they just, give you a blue check yet? No, I, I just basically I got a magic marker and I drew it on the screen. So it's like <laughs> every time it opens up. Uh, let's see what else. I don't know. We got other links and stuff. It's you'll find it if you go far back enough. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you all for listening once again. I'm failing to land this plane.